0: What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. My name is Matt Primo, and today we are starting a new review series, X-Men in Review. I am reviewing every single X-Men movie, every spinoff, all of them, just every single one of them. And we are going in order of release date, because if I try to put these in some kind of order of continuity, I would just confuse myself, confuse y'all. So we're going in order of release date. So I think it's what the original trilogy and then I think Wolverine Origins comes after that. And then I don't know all the other ones off the top of my head, but I am very excited to do this series because I've been wanting to do it for a while and I kind of wanted to do it with, a, with another person, but just because of scheduling conflicts, could never find a time to do it. I've been wanting to do this series since we originally started this channel back in, what, uh, September of last year, October of last year, uh, whenever that was. So I've been wanting to do it for a long time, mainly because X-Men is probably my favorite comic book series outside of Batman, like in the movie-verse. Uh, I mean, I enjoy the Spider-Man movies, and Spider-Man outside of the movie-verse is probably my second favorite uh, comic book universe uh, outside of Batman, but I think movie-wise, X-Men is probably my second favorite outside of Batman. And, I mean, mainly because of Wolverine, because he's my second favorite uh, comic book character of all time. And I, I'm just, I'm so excited to review this series finally. I haven't rev- I haven't watched 1, 2, and 3 in a very, very long time. Like, it's been, like, 10-plus years since I've seen 1, 2, and 3. So it's going to be not not a fresh take, obviously, because I watched... 1, 2, and 3 so much as a kid. Uh, 1 and 2 were one of my favorite movies of all time for the longest time. Granted, I mean, I was a kid, so there's that. But 1, 2, and 3, and then Origins, I haven't seen in a very long time. Granted, I never really enjoyed that movie to begin with. I thought it was terrible. So it'll be interesting to see it, you know, back to back to back. Because that's kind of how I feel about, like, the Die Hard series... And the Terminator series, and let's see, what was the other one? Predator series. You know, in general, going into those series, I kind of had my my thoughts on what movies I liked the best out of all of those. And then once I reviewed them back to back to back, my opinion on all those movies basically changed. Uh, I wasn't on, I wasn't as high on some of them, and then some of them, I I became really big fans of like uh, Terminator Salvation. I actually really, really enjoy that movie now after uh, reviewing it. And in the Predator movies, I was scared I wasn't going to like any of them, but come to find out, I actually, uh, for the most part, I like all of them with the exclusion of two. And then the Underworld series, I don't want to talk about the Underworld series. I still have PTSD from that series because it was just god-awful. I was hoping for the best going into that series, but uh, th- anyways, uh, that's neither here nor there. So, uh, let's see. The Wolverine, and the, Lo- and the Wolverine and Logan are two of my favorite X-Men movies coming into this series. And I'm excited to watch those movies again, obviously. And to finally review Logan, which I'm trying to guess where that is in my top movies of all time. Ah, that might be top five. I mean, it's definitely top five. Is it top three, though? That is the question. And uh, I will make that... I will make that distinction in that review when it comes out where it is on my top movies of all time. And then you have the uh, the sequel trilogy, the or the prequel trilogy, whatever you want to call it. Uh, first Class Trilogy, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past is one of my favorite movies. And then you have Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. And then you have the New Mutants movie, which, honestly, with all those movies, other than First Class and Days of Future Past, I'm not super familiar with... Any of those other movies. I've seen Dark Phoenix like twice. And Apocalypse like twice. And then New Mutants I saw it once. I was supposed to review it back in December. But that just. I just never got around to it. So it would be nice to finally get that review. Under my belt and on the channel. So overall I'm just excited to jump into this series. And then my other series that we're doing. Or that I'm doing. Is going to be Alien in Review. Reviewing all the Aliens movies. Including Alien vs Predator and the Prometheus movie, and Alien Covenant. So, all the Alien movies. And that will close out the Alien slash Predator series with that. Alien is already out, so you can go check out that review. Uh, As soon as I finish recording this, I am reviewing uh, Aliens, Alien 2. So, be on the lookout for that. And then coming out in July, War Movies in July. Super hyped for that series. Our last genre series was Kung Fu. So next up is War Movies in July. The Patriot Review getting dropped on July 4th because obvious reasons. So be on the lookout for that. If you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us, go to patreon.com slash 2game. That is the number 2. We have a $5, $10, and a $20 tier that you could support us at uh, if you so wish. Uh, Shout out to our $20 tier supporters. Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, and Sharon Petrie. We appreciate y'all supporting us each and every month. Without y'all, we would not be able to do this. So thank you so much. Let's jump in to X-Men. Ready to dive dive into it. So X-Men, if you haven't seen this, uh, there will be spoilers from here on out. So I don't know what you've been doing for the last 21 years. Oh, Jesus Christ, 21 years. Wow. Whew. Uh... Didn't realize it came out 21 years ago, just about. So 21, if you have not seen this movie in the 21 years it has been out, uh, back on out of this review, go watch the movie, okay? And then come back, because I'm going to be talking about a lot of different things in this movie. Going into this review, I was kind of thinking to myself, you know what, I'm going to keep this, this review a little bit short and sweet. I don't want to say too much about it, uh, because it is an older movie, but I just want to get my thoughts out there. And now that we're, what, six and a half minutes into this, I'm like, uh, this is going to be a long review. I I can just feel it in my bones. And I have a lot of fun facts. So, y'all, just bear with me. So, in a world where mutants exist and are discriminated against, two groups form for an inevitable clash through the supremacist Brotherhood and the pacifist X-Men. This movie was directed by Brian Singer, who directed Valkyrie. Uh, He also directed X2, Superman Returns, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, X-Men Apocalypse, and X-Men Days of Future Past. Uh, I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody or Valkyrie, but, I mean, it's a mixed bag. I mean, if you think about it, I I, don't, I haven't seen those. Superman Returns, I think, is a very, very underrated movie, and a lot of people crap all over that movie for, for the reason of that it just has, like, zero action in it. And I completely understand that, but I really enjoyed that movie back when I saw it years and years ago but I will eventually do Superman in review so don't worry but X2 uh I don't want to do future spoilers on where X2 is in my list uh but I I remember fondly of X2 that's all I'll say about that this budget the movie had a budget of 75 million dollars and it grossed worldwide 296.4 million dollars it stars Sir Patrick Stewart Hugh Jackman the goat and Sir Ian McKellen and Halle Berry uh, and a bunch of other people. There's a bunch of big names in this movie. It has a runtime of one hour and 44 minutes, which if you look at like nowadays to where superhero movies are, like the Christopher Nolans, the, the Zack Snyder's and all that, those movies hit right at two hours or above. I mean, even the Avengers movies, two and a half hours, almost three hours for Endgame and infinity war. And now seeing this at 1 hour and 44 minutes, I was like, wow, that's that's a really, really short movie. It was released on July 14th, 2000. Nine years old I was. So, fun fact time. Shortly after accepting the role of Magneto, Sir Ian McKellen was offered the role of Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. Singer, the director, agreed to rearrange this movie's scheduling... So McKellen would finish his his uh, scenes by the end of 1999 so he could go do Lord of the Rings, which uh, he might be, that might be the most influential decision in all of filming and all of movie history. I, I think it might be because could you imagine Lord of the Rings without Sir Ian McKellen as Gandalf? I couldn't. So I think we should all tip our hat to sinker and regardless of what your opinion about him nowadays i'm i'm not going to jump into all that because that's just not what we do on this channel but regardless of what you think about him uh if he said no and they you know wouldn't let him go film lord of the rings just think how much how much different that series would be without him as gandalf this is the only x men movie to be mostly an original story all the other movies were loosely based on specific stories From the comic books, Old Man Logan. Then you got the Dark Phoenix, X Two. I really don't know. I'm 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 into like the animated series and all that. Like Apocalypse, off obviously that's in a comic book uh, story. And then you got the origins of Wolverine and the uh, the Japan story with the uh, the Wolverine, the Samurai story. Uh, But for the most part, I'm not super familiar with the actual comics of X-Men, so I'm not going to comment on the series, this, throughout this entire series, I'm not going to comment on the, the actual stories that they're based on. Now, I will comment on some of the characters, mainly because I have my own depictions of what the characters should be based off my history and experience with the comics, so I will do that. Next up is Hugh Jackman's physique looks slightly different in different scenes because he was cast three weeks after principal photography had already started. And he kept working out extensively while shooting continued. I didn't really notice any difference. Uh, If you notice any difference after watching it, let me know. The mansion used for the Xavier School served as the Madison Mansion in Billy Madison, the Luther Mansion in Smallville, and the Queen Mansion in Arrow. And now, not, like I've seen Billy Madison, but I haven't seen it in a very long time, but the Luther Mansion in Smallville and the Queen Mansion in Arrow. Like, now that I read this, I'm like, oh, shit. yeah, those are the same mansions. look almost exactly the same. It's absolutely crazy. Did not know that. Russell Crowe, Mel Gibson, Aaron Eckhart, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Vigo Mortensen, Edward Norton, and Keanu Reeves were all considered for the role of Wolverine. Doug Ray Scott. Was cast, but he had to drop out due to like an injury and scheduling conflicts with Mission Impossible Two, to which, which uh, Russell Crowe was actually the uh, the front runner, the one that Singer actually originally wanted, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Crowe suggested Hugh Jackman, and then the rest is history. And we got Hugh Jackman just about all the X-Men movies, and I I'm gonna go ahead and say it, I think Hugh Jackman might be the best like, representation of a character in any comic book movie of all time. Like, just from movie to movie, he's been the most enjoyable. And, I mean, Wolverine, the Wolverine, the uh, Logan, obviously, which is the, the goat. And then, I mean, just any movie that he's in, he's just incredible as the Wolverine. And you can tell that he just absolutely loves playing the character. And he sent him off with a, a high note in Logan. So let's jump into my general thoughts and impressions of X-Men. So, like I said, it's been a while since I have seen X-Men, the first X-Men. And I was going into this, I'm like, oh man, this is like a solid, like four, maybe like a four and a half for me. Because I just have such amazing memories of watching this movie, specifically in theaters. I mean, I used to watch this with my mom All the time. it was X-Men was like our thing that we would watch in theaters together. She was a huge X-Men fan. I was a huge X-Men fan because of the animated series. So we watched all the X-Men movies in theaters. I want to say we had seen them all together up until... We saw the trilogy in theaters together. And then we saw Days of Future Past in theaters. Or was it Apocalypse? I'm not entirely sure. But I just... I absolutely loved this series growing up. And the first one I have such fond memories of and going into this again and watching this from front to back, I noticed that it has not aged as well as you think it has. And that's mainly in some of the dialogue, some of the writing. Now I did nineties action movies in review back in, what was it? December or Yeah, December. It was either November or December of 2020. This movie was filmed in the 90s. It came out in 2000, but filmed in the 90s. So you have that classic 90s dialogue, 90s writing in this movie. They have some terrible one-liners. Uh, and not, not, not too much, but they do have one, some of them. Like the storm dialogue at the very end. Uh, what You know what happens to Toads when they get struck by lightning? it's whatever happens to everything else. I'm like, that is the dumbest line I've ever heard in a comic book movie, maybe of all time. It's just, it's a stupid line. And apparently she, they wanted her to laugh or something like that with, with her saying that, but she wanted to say it super serious. So I'm not sure if I just, I'm not understanding like the delivery as they intended it to be, but it just, it fell flat for me personally. And they have that throughout the entire movie. And it's, it's not nearly as bad as that line. That line's, like, the worst. But the writing is a little meh throughout the course of the movie. And some of the... Like, they, they don't do as well of character developing as you think they do. Uh, I mean, outside of Logan, and outside of, of Rogue, and... Magneto to some degree, and maybe Charles Xavier. I mean, you really don't get a sense for who any of these characters are. And growing up, I thought this was probably like the greatest ensemble movie ever made. And going into like the Avengers movies that I watched recently, I still, I still stand by the fact that, well, X-Men did it before anybody else did, and they did it great. But now looking back on it, I mean, Cyclops... We don't get any sense of who he is, other than he can shoot lasers from his eyes, I mean, that's basically it. And that he has to wear glasses at all times. And then Jean Grey, they dip into maybe a little bit. I mean, they all they do is explain the what their powers are, and the fact that they're X Men, and that's basically where they go. And you get the general like personalities of. The uh, of the characters, but that's it. They don't go into the backstories at all on Jean Grey or on Cyclops. Like I said, Logan slash Wolverine and Rogue, they go into a little bit, and Magneto, obviously, they go into him because of the beginning with the Holocaust. Uh, but Charles Xavier, they don't really dive into him at all. And then I have a thing with when you introduce yourself by your title slash your name, It feels really weird. Like, hey, I'm a. My name is Rogue. (laughs) I'm Wolverine. Like, it just. It sounds really dumb. And that goes back to the dialogue and the writing. It just. It seems very off. Like, if I'm introducing myself to somebody, I'm not going to introduce them. Introduce myself as my nickname. I'm going to give them my, my real name. And then somebody else will say, oh, this is Cyclops. So. Yeah, nitpick right there. It really is. But that's just, it just seems kind of dumb to me. And it goes back against the, uh, the writing of the movie. But anyways, uh, Magneto, you get a little sense of who he is. They go into his character and that's, that's really it. Magneto, Rogue and Wolverine are basically the big three characters that you have in the movie. And Charles Xavier gets, you know, he gets some credit throughout the movie, but he gets some screen time but we don't know anything about him other than he's in a wheelchair and he's super strong and he's friends with Magneto. I mean, I know who he is, but they don't do that in the movie necessarily. And it'll be interesting to see how much further they go into his character as the movies go on. Because, again, I haven't seen these movies back to back to back in a very, very long time. I mainly just stick to the Wolverine and Logan and Days of Future Past as like the three movies that I watch on a consistent basis. So again, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they develop these characters further in the uh in the coming movies. Shout out. So that is probably the biggest complaint of the movie is these characters are just not developed as well as you remember them to be, and they maybe they rely on us knowing these characters more so than they get like they give us too much credit and they just don't explain these characters as well. That that might be it. I don't know. But then you got, let's see, let's jump into some other characters. Uh, Sabretooth, I, I, you know, I, I liked him in when I was a kid. I dug him and not whatnot. But if I'm going off who do I prefer, him, or if I prefer the one in Origins, I got to go with Origins. Uh, he just seems like more of a character, more of a, more of a, personality in those movies in that movie Um, this one he's just there and he growls like a lion I mean that's basically it Uh, we don't get any sense of who he is or why he's you know with them we don't know anything about him other than he has some long fingernails and uh, actually I don't even think they show his fingernails in this movie maybe I'm getting this confused with origins yeah, so what what does he do? We don't know. Uh I don't think they ever show that in the movie. And then Mystique, uh yeah, she says a few lines, but other than what her powers are, we don't really get a sense of who she is. And then Magneto, obviously, he does his thing in the movie. But I mean they don't they don't I wouldn't say they go too in depth on him. They kind of stretch themselves thin in this movie because they try to they try to put on way too many characters at once and then toad I really just dislike toad. He's not my favorite and I just I don't like him. And he's kind of annoying in this movie. And going off of that, the CGI in this movie is it's not origins bad. Now, Origins is super bad. Super bad. Uh but it, the the CGI in this movie is is not that bad for for when it was made, which was like I said, the late 90s, it came out in 2000. The CGI is decent, but watching it on my phone, watching it on my TV, you can notice the CGI issues with it. His claws, uh, when he's at the bar fight, you can definitely tell those are fake claws, like CGI claws. You can definitely tell the, the lasers and hitting the roof. It just, it just all looks bad. And then you can tell the wire work. So all that is just not very good, but I, I wouldn't, it's really just me nitpicking, I guess, but, because it did come out in, in 2000, so you got to give it a little bit of a pass, okay? They don't have the CGI capabilities as they do now, but it's still a nitpick. Another thing I want to briefly talk about is the action in the movie, the action choreography, the sequences, everything. Going into this movie, I was thinking to myself, uh, I, I, if I remember correctly, the action was really good, and, uh, I mean, it was just, it wasn't, amazing by any means, but it was great for the time. After watching it, I have a little bit of a different opinion. Is there action? I mean, it's all basically at the end, and it's all like they use like their powers once, and it beats an enemy, and they're done. That's basically the action in this movie. Uh, I think the action choreography with, with Wolverine is the best, uh, especially when they're on top of the Statue of Liberty, and he gets thrown, and Wolverine uses his claws to cut around the little, the you know the little crown part, and he comes back up. That is to me one of the most iconic moments in the movie. I remember that in the trailer. I remember watching it a bunch as a kid. I just I love that little sequence in the action. It was just, if you think about it, we really haven't seen anything like that in any other movie. I mean, you get like a full 360 with the camera following him, and then he comes back up onto the uh, the crown, and it just it looks epic. It looks epic. I don't know the uh, logistics and the science behind all that if that would actually happen, but for the most part, that scene still looks dope. And then uh, the it's just it, the action is it it's good. Okay, it's 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 okay, uh, but it's not gonna win any awards as best action movies of all time. I wouldn't go so I, like I wouldn't even say go into this movie for the action because if you go into this movie for the action I think you're gonna be disappointed I think the reason you would go back to this movie why you would even check this movie out to begin with is for the characters for the uh the lore for you just being an x men fan in general those would be the reasons why you watch this this is more of a drama more than anything and to the counterpoint of when I mentioned in the plot the discrimination among the mutants and whatnot, that is a focal point in in the comic books throughout the entire comics. I do know that. So if you're not a fan of like discrimination politics and whatnot, I mean they don't beat you you're they don't beat you over the head with it. I think Last Stand is probably the worst as far as doing all that, but I mean that's just what X Men is in general. It's it's all about discrimination and. And quote unquote racism and whatnot against mutants. I mean, that's basically what it is. It's a political slash. It's a political comic, basically. But that's really all I'm gonna say about that. The story overall, I think, is decent. It, it services the movie well, and the the score. Uh, eh, eh. At some points, I was like, "Oh, this is bad," and then at some points, I'm like, "Oh no, this is actually fits the scene really well." So I kind of go back and forth on whether I actually like the score or not. I lean more towards the score. is just, it's it's meh. It's okay. A lot of times it's not noticeable. Sometimes it's very noticeable, but not in a good way. And I it sounds like I'm crapping all over this movie. And you're probably thinking, well, do you even like this movie? No, I really do like this movie. It's still a good movie. It's just when you look back on it in comparison to what I, I remember it to be, it, it's dropped down a few pegs for me, personally. And it's mainly because of those little nitpick ideas where they don't develop these characters enough. We don't really get a sense of who any of them are other than what their abilities are and some of their personalities. And then the action, there's not really any action. Uh, I mean, But when you think about it, this series, the X-Men universe, is all on the shoulders of... Of Wolverine, and rightfully so, because he is the best character. Let I me mean, let's just put it that way. So when you look at all those things, the score the story is good. I I I really don't have any issues with the story. You know, Rogue goes and finds Wolverine. I absolutely I, I like that part. I think they developed this this really close bond between them uh, rather quickly, and you kind of care for those two characters uh, really quickly into the movie. As far as everyone else, you're more intrigued by them. I wouldn't say you care about them as of yet. I think it's really when you get more into the other movies, you start caring for, oh, Magneto is so dope. Uh, you know, Professor X is so dope. I love those characters. I, I really don't want anything bad to happen to them. I, I think that happens in subsequent movies, not necessarily this one. So that's going to be a little bit of an issue going forward that I hope gets resolved. But overall, I do like this movie. I think it's a movie worth watching. It's a movie worth buying. I bought it personally. Uh, I think you can go buy this movie for $15 on Vudu, which is digital. I'm sure you can find it for cheaper on, on Blu-ray or whatnot. But for digital, it is $15. And I, bought the actual, I actually bought the trilogy because I didn't own the trilogy. I own all three movies on Blu-ray, but I wanted it digitally. So I bought the trilogy for $25 on Voodoo. So I think, that's a, I think that's a great deal for, for all three. Because, like I said, I used to just always love these movies. And then a majority of the other X-Men movies I already own. So I didn't have to buy those. But I gave this movie three and a half stars. So like I said, going into this movie, I thought it was going to be four, four and a half. And I kind of have to score this movie based off of going forward, where do I see the other movies kind of falling in the pecking order in my rankings. So if I start this one off with a four, and if my memory serves me correctly, I like X2 a little bit more than this. So I give that four and a half. And then Wolverine, I think, is a really, really great underappreciated movie. And then Logan is obviously, I mean, no future spoilers, but one of my favorite movies of all time. So I just, I got to drop this down just a little bit. Three and a half stars. I think it's a... A really good movie. It really is. It's still enjoyable, highly entertaining. The pacing is is pretty good in the movie. And they get in and get out, shout out, with the characters and the story. And like I said, it probably could have benefited from another 10-15 minutes of character development. Uh, just to figure out who those characters are. That is my biggest complaint with the entire movie, is the character development and finding out who the characters are. Uh, Speaking of, I didn't even mention her. Storm? Who the hell is Storm in this movie? She says a few lines. I thought she had a way bigger role back in the day. Like, just off my past experience, I was like, oh, Storm is like one of the the big-name characters in this this movie. Like, she she has a lot of screen time. And kind of going back on, like, now watching it, she doesn't get a whole lot of screen time. Like, a lot of lines are in general. So, that was kind of a disappointment. But other than mentioning her name at the very beginning, which going into the movie, I had no idea what her name was. It's just she's just always Storm to me, always Storm. And they mention it offhand. I I didn't realize that they mentioned her name ever in the movie. But they do at the very beginning when they introduce themselves. Uh, but after that, you don't know anything about Storm. Nothing. You don't get any sense of personality from her. She's very one note. And she's one of the blandest characters out of that entire group. Uh, you, I mean, you like Jean Grey, you like Cyclops, you like Rogue. Storm is the weakest the weakest element out of the entire X-Men, uh, the good guy squad, I have to say. And really, she should be one of the best because she's freaking dope. Okay, I'll say that. So, yeah, that'd be the last thing I'd say about the characters. Three and a half stars is what I give it. Y'all let me know what you think, whether I'm too high, too low. Uh, Go watch it and let me know what you think. But I think that's going to conclude my review for the first X-Men movie. Up next is X2, X-Men United. And I will talk about that god-awful subtitle in my review, guaranteed. But coming up next, X2, X-Men United. And then next week, Aliens, the second one, obviously. And then coming up in July, War Movies in July, uh, my brother and I are going to be doing, uh, let's see, either The Marksman or Top Gun over the next couple weeks. Actually, we're going to be doing both. It's just which order we're going to do it in is is the, uh, the issue. But Top Gun, which is one of the manliest movies of all time, will finally be having that on the channel as a review with my brother. So there's that. But yeah, I appreciate y'all joining me on this review, and I'll catch y'all next time.